You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join in the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. 44 minutes past the hour, you're listening to Real Presence Live. I'm Matt Wilkham along with Father Randall Kazel, your host. Father Kazel is pastor here at the beautiful parish of St. Michael in Pine Island, Minnesota. And we, well, he, rather, (laughs) is preparing for his upcoming ordination of the priesthood. What is the anticipation like and how has this transitional year been as a deacon? We're going to find out. And more as we finish, as we've, well, this is our final interview, isn't it? We're it going is. to finish off We're... with Deacon Sean Pullman of the Diocese of New Ulm. Good morning, Deacon Pullman. Welcome to Real Presence Live. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Well, thanks, you, thanks for coming on the show this morning. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. Um, so, grew up in a um, Catholic family. Uh, I have two sisters, one's older, one's younger. I, I'm the only boy in my family. I uh, went to public school my whole life. Um, I'm a big baseball fan, so I've been watching a lot of the Minnesota Twins this spring. So, yeah. They've been doing pretty well in spring training, but yeah. you know, as we yeah. know, those games don't really count. It's you know, what it's spring, spring training ends in a couple weeks, is that right? Yeah, I think in it's the end of March. Weeks, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, looking forward to that. And uh, what, uh, what, what led you, Deacon? Deacon Pullman to the priesthood. What has your discernment looked like over the years? Yeah, so um, I've known, I've, I've kind of known I, I, um, the call to the priesthood since second grade. Um, it was in second grade I wanted the altar serve, um, and I asked the altar serve, but then I was told I had to wait a year uh, to receive my first communion. And then in third grade, I began altar serving, and um, being up there with the priest at Mass, uh, I kind of fell in love with the Mass, and uh, it gave me something to do during Mass. And so it, it's kind of funny. Um, on the car ride to Mass um, every Sunday morning, um, I kind of say a silent prayer in my head that whoever was scheduled to altar serve wouldn't show up or would be sick, and then um, I could altar serve. Um, and so, yeah, just altar serving has kind of um, led me to the um, idea of priesthood, and I've kind of per- pursued that my whole life. And then my junior year in high school, I visited the seminary um, here in St. Paul, St. John Vianney College Seminary, uh, for a come and see weekend. And so that kind of gave me an opportunity to go to class with seminarians, pray with seminarians, and uh, kind of just see what, what the life of a seminarian is like. And um, after that come-and-see weekend in high school, uh, I, I kind of knew that seminary was um, where I wanted to go after high school. And so I spent four years of college seminary um, at St. John Vianney College Seminary in St. Paul. And then um, after college seminary, I went to the St. Paul Seminary, and I'm in my fourth and final year here um, at the seminary now. So. Wow, congratulations, Deacon Pullman, on the, the stretch and the for you to come to be where you're at today. That's inspiring. A new priest is always a great blessing to the church, and uh, I, I'm sure Bishop Lavore is a, very happy. He looks forward to that day. And the Bishop Lavore, the bishop of uh, your your bishop, the Diocese of New Ulm. Uh, so right. when, 
When were you ordained a deacon, Deacon Pullman? When, what month was that, or when was that? Yep, um, I was ordained a deacon last June, and so not quite a year yet. Um, and, and was that, um, was yeah. that the cathedral in New Ulm? At the cathedral in New Ulm, yeah. It's really well, interesting. Uh, Bishop Lavore from the Diocese of New Ulm, um, he ordained me a deacon, and he also um, gave me confirmation when I was in high school. So. Oh, wow. Wow, that's yeah. full cir- kind of full circle, but even more full circle once you're ordained a priest. What yeah. is this? What is the last several months serving as a transitional deacon? What has that have been like for you? And what what have been some of the highlights? Yeah, um, it's been it's been a learning curve. Um, I, it's been trying to learn as much as I can. Um, been a couple baptisms, a marriage, a burial, um, giving lots of homilies. Um, yeah, it's just been really good just to kind of put into practice what I've been learning in the seminary and um, everything I've received and just to be with the people. And, um, yeah, it's been good. Just getting a little bit of um, parish life. The last summer I was in a parish um, for June and July and part of August. And that was really good, just to kind of learn from the pastor and see what the life of a priest is like and, um, visiting the homebound and lots of communion visits. And, well, yeah, I really enjoyed, um, enjoyed that, and I'm still learning as much as I can uh, before my priestly ordination. Um, but, yeah, it's gonna, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to be learning a lot more even after I'm ordained a priest. Um, but, yeah, everything, uh, everything's kind of new to me, and I'm just learning as much as I can. Kind of uh, like drinking from that's a good analogy deacon you, i was just reminiscing briefly in my mind uh, remembering back to i've been i'm coming up on 15 full years as a priest myself and i was remembering what it was like to be a transitional deacon and those those thoughts and those feelings those experiences it it, it is a lot of that it is a, it is a, a lot of information and experiences and relationships and I, I think you're right on you're gonna you're gonna keep on learning but it, it uh, what are you looking forward to and and once you're ordained and as i'm sure you're thinking ahead a little bit the ordination and then after that uh what kind of what kind of things if you'd be willing to share with us uh, those ideas yeah yeah so i um as a deacon i've really enjoyed homebound visits and visiting the shut-ins and bringing holy communion to them um but now, in this final year of seminary, um, I've just been, we, the deacon class has been um, practicing confessions, hearing confessions. That's just been a really blessed experience just to um, practice these confessions, but then also, as a priest, looking forward to um, bringing God's mercy and forgiveness to, to people and um, helping them helping them in their spiritual life. Um, yeah, and then um, seeing Mass as a priest, too, just being close to the Eucharist and being able to give Christ's body and blood um, to God's people. Because I, I think uh, the world we live in today, they're just hungering for Jesus. And as a priest, we give Jesus to, to the people. And uh, that. yeah, I'm looking forward to those things. We're speaking with Deacon Sean Pullman of the Diocese of New Ulm, who is going to be ordained a priest, God willing, this year and not too long from now. And uh, Deacon, you mentioned St. John Vianney 
minor seminary, I spent four years there myself. And so I can attest, and hopefully other people will attest as well by my example, that it, no matter what you do, whether you go on to be ordained a priest or, or, or not, that th- that place is just a great, great place to form young men uh, for for the work of mission in the church, no matter what they ultimately decide to that the Lord is calling them to and what the church decides. So um, that's a that's a great thing that you would mention that, that it's a wonderful place, uh, St. John Vianney Seminary. And you know, I think you touched upon a little bit of this, but you, what else has the Lord been putting on your heart, laying on your heart as you approach ordination, especially as you experienced Lent and now upcoming uh, Easter season? And you'll, you'll experience those in a, u- in a unique way, like never before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, I guess it hasn't really sunk in yet that this is my final Lent and final Easter um, before I'm a priest. And so it's kind of um, scary to think about. But um, yeah, during this Lent, I've been praying the Stations of the Cross um, every Friday. And um, something I've, been, I've just been thinking about and praying about is um, as Jesus goes to... Calvary carrying his cross. So I'm just walking with Jesus during this Lenten season um, because the priesthood is about self-sacrificial love and to help people get to heaven. And so um, looking forward to my ordination, I'm just beginning to realize that um, I'm giving my life away so that other people may receive Jesus, the life of Jesus. Um, and so um, that's, been, that's been a really blessed experience in prayer is um, just to just to be with Jesus and then also recognizing I'm giving myself away. The St. Paul says it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Um, yes. And to imitate the example in the life of Jesus. Um, and so that, yeah, that's kind of what's been going on um, for me during this Lent. And, uh, Yes, I I see that that idea of giving your life away. It's a, I see it as not only a a one way, but it's a both and. It's both ways. You giving your life away to Jesus and to others, but also you're receiving your life. You're uh, that's what I found is receiving Jesus, and we have something or rather better someone to give away. So you get you, you lose yourself. So you have yourself to give, and that that self is Christ, and that it's a it's a tremendous gift. So I'm very happy for you. Now, but I want to ask you, Deacon, if there's any of our uh, young men out there who are possibly thinking about being a priest, or maybe some parents who are thinking, you know, my my son might be called to be a priest. Uh, what kind of advice or suggestions would you offer to them here in the last uh, minute or so that we have left with you? Yeah, I just encourage them to uh, stay close, stay close to the sacrament. Uh, mass and confession, but then also to keep praying every day, um, whether that's five or ten minutes a day or maybe half an hour, or maybe they're doing a holy hour. Um, but have a, have a regular prayer in your life, um, and then also just um, get to know the priest, too. get to know your pastor, ask him um, how, he, how he discovered his call to the priesthood. And um, for those in high school, um, I just encourage those young men to visit a seminary. Just uh, see if there's a come and see weekend. Or, um, yeah, each diocese has a vocations director, and so to be in contact with the vocations director and um, just, yeah, ask questions and get to know um, what, uh, what what seminary is about. Yeah. 
that's kind of how I uh, discovered my my calling, just visiting a seminary and asking lots of questions. Well, thank you, Deacon Pullman. We're running out of time here at this time. I ask all of our listeners, please pray for Deacon Pullman and for him and for all the young men to be ordained as priests coming up here this spring. And pray for all our priests, our pastors, our bishops. Pray for our Holy Father. Uh, we, we need a lot of prayer, but we, we know that our, the sacrament of holy orders is geared toward praying for the faithful and praying with the faithful before the Most Holy Trinity. And now we're going to turn it over to our technical director, uh, Eli, for a preview of our next show here on RPR. All righty. Thanks, Father. Here's what's coming up on our next show. That's going to be tomorrow morning from 9 to 11 a.m. Central, hosted by Tim Mosier from Holy Spirit Church in Fargo. You know, as the Minnesota legislative session continues forward, we'll get our weekly update with Jason Adkins of the Minnesota Catholic Conference to find out what we should be keeping an eye on. And hear about a group that's working to set the church on fire through music and worship of Jesus in the Blessed Sacrament. Andrea Thomas of the Vigil Project will share how they are doing this as she previews their upcoming visit to the Diocese of Fargo's Redeemed Women's Conference. And she's a 13-year-old Sullivan Middle School student hoping to bring healing to one family through song. We'll meet and visit with singer-songwriter Annabelle Maher about the inspiration behind her new release, Landon's Song. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on Friday's Real Presence Live. And then just a note, too, as well, as it's sort of the hottest topic in the news right Right now, especially with new studies coming out, seems like every day, the coronavirus outbreak. And so on Monday's show, Dr. Paul Carson, he's an infectious disease and public health specialist in Fargo. He'll be, he'll be joining us to cover the facts and fiction about what the disease is and how it's spreading and what everyone needs to know about prevention and treatment. That's going to be coming up on Monday's Real Presence Live right around 1030. So you want to tune in for that. Back to you. Well, thank you, Eli. Great things coming up on RPR. And kind of as we wind down, I want to bring us back to where we started with St. Joseph. I got a great quote here, St. Alphonsus Liguori, if I can sneak this in here, Matt. It's uh, from St. Alphonsus Liguori. Go then to Joseph and do all that he shall say to you. Go to Joseph and obey him as Jesus and Mary obeyed him. Go to Joseph and speak to him as they spoke to him. Go to Joseph and consult him as they consulted him. Go to Joseph and honor him as they honored him. Go to Joseph and be grateful to him as they were grateful to him. And go to Joseph and love him as they love him still. Uh, he's our great intercessor. And I think he's a one here now for families and for all things. Uh, all the great saints all have so much great things to say about St. Joseph here in his month, especially in March. Absolutely. And we all know as well, I mean, not to be morbid about it, but St. Joseph is the patron of a happy, holy death. That's right. So we all want to be prepared for any eventuality. Um, so Joseph is a great intercessor, absolutely. And, and he had the best death one could think of. Jesus did. and Mary died in their arms. He did. doesn't get any better than that. And uh, there's a reason why his name is in each of the Eucharistic prayers now. Yeah, and he's a terror of demons. He has a, the devil does not like Joseph. But thank <laughs> you for being with us today. Father Kazel with Matt Wilcom. We have... Women of Grace up next here on Real Presence Radio. God bless. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence radio app. And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence radio network.